0: Ham and Ham and Ham and Ham and Ham and Ham Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Nick's Nonfiction. You are here with your host, Denver Open Micer, former keeper of 91.3 WBUD. This is Nicholas Muniz, Nick Muniz, stage name, here for another month of knowledge to drop. This month, we are dissecting Neil Strauss's The Game. Penetrating the secret society of pickup artists. For February, we have this tale of love. Takes us around the globe, chasing women, finding love. The concept of negging comes from this book. You've heard about this one before. Rather than going up to a girl at a bar and telling her how individually beautiful she is, you go up to her and tell her how nobody could ever love her. That is love right there. That is the spirit of the game, ladies and gentlemen. We got a new soundboard set up here going. When home for Christmas. I picked up a fifth Stone Age iPad. This thing is moving at 0.5 seconds, so bear with me. But we got a whole load of new drops. Got the old ones as well. It's going to make for a great show. Great response from our mid-month show, Nick's nonfiction replay. Our first fiction book that was an interdimensional astral love affair as well. So we're keeping in the theme, keeping the ball rolling. Thank you guys for tuning in there. And this is our themed show for the month. So we're going big. We're going big and hard for Neil Strauss's The Game about the author. Mr. Strauss was born in 1969, making him 51. What is that, 50? Yeah, real easy to do that type of math nowadays, 2020. 51 years old, graduated from Columbia in New York. So then he went right over to the New York Times, got himself a little journalism job. And for the New York Times, he was a cultural reporter. That's a pretty sweet gig. All you got to do is talk about pop culture, and you're kind of influencing pop culture. You are the New York Times, so you get. You, if you talk about fidget spinners, people are going to be addicted to this thing for months. There's going to be memes made about it. That's a pretty cool job, Neil Strauss, starting out strong. He is more known for his time with the Rolling Stones magazine, and they really let you go crazy. Whatever story you pitch the Rolling Stones, it could be about a stone rolling down a hill, and they'll be like, $40,000, cover this story. Neil covered Kurt Cobain, Madonna, interviews with Tom Cruise, Orlando Bloom. That's not music. The Wu-Tang Clan, Gwen Stefani, Stephen Colbert, interesting one. Marilyn Manson he went on the road with, as well as Motley Crue. There's that big documentary on Netflix right now, The Dirt. Neil Strauss wrote The Dirt. Neil Strauss has got his hands in all of these holes, very much pun intended for the show today. You can't stop me with this new soundboard. His hands are in Kevin Hart's holes. Kevin Hart, everybody's suspected that this guy's a clone now after that car accident. Kevin Hart has a ghost joke writer. He doesn't write his own jokes for his Netflix specials. Sorry to shatter the illusion. But Neil Strauss, my boy here, wrote Kevin Hart's autobiography that just dropped. So, Neil Strauss has a really, really strong funny bone there on his elbow, giving the atomic elbow to the ladies. Kevin Hart getting his book written by Neil Strauss as well as Motley Crue. So, he's been around the drugs, the heroin, the alcohol. He knows addiction. He knows partying. Neil Strauss knows sex. Neil, a couple other, other credits here in the About the Author. He was in a Beck music video as well as a few 30 Seconds Tomorrow's music videos. And what do our fans know about 30 Seconds to Mars out there? The lead singer is Jared Leto, the actor. That's just like his side project, his band. Jared Leto is like, go. just go look at a picture of him. People call him Jesus. He was one of the renderitions of the Joker. This guy is the Lord of Pole, the King of Slay. Jared Leto is hanging around with Mr. Neil Strauss. So he's picking up those tips plenty in the book today, one of my favorite movies is directed and written by Jared Leto, Mr. Nobody if you ever seen that one, it is in the theme of love theme of the show of the month. It's about how he's like the oldest living man. the year is twenty one hundred and he's has a ass load of dementia he can't even remember twenty years ago, and they're trying to interview him about his life in front of the whole world and so it plays through the story of his life, but he can't remember which of the four women he married so like Equal 30 minutes of runtime for each chick in the movie, and it shows what kind of a different life he would have lived. Really trippy. Take some mushrooms, legal here in Denver, well, maybe decriminalized, and watch that movie. It will throw your whole weekend off. It'll throw your whole marriage off, your love life. And Neil was also in one of the early episodes of Kirby or Enthusiasm, said on his Wikipedia page. His bestsellers, he's more of an author than anything. Emergency, this book will save you. That's a number three bestseller. It was about tax evasion. So naturally, that'll probably be on the show in years to come. 2011, he wrote a book called... Everyone Loves You When You're Dead, and he's really ingrained in the Hollywood scene. You will see throughout the book today, and this book was about profiling the afterlife of dead celebrities and how you get more rich, how there's even more people trying to make money off your estate. (laughs) Everybody Loves You When You're Dead. 2015, he released a book entitled The Truth, an uncomfortable book about relationships, so he's dipping back in the money hole when it comes to the relationships. Everything is about dating nowadays big way to make money very entertaining 2017 was the kevin hart autobiography i can't make this up (laughs) literally you can't make it up because neil strauss did and then in 2019 strauss launched to live and die in la which is a true crime podcast follows the death of Addie shabani that sounds a bit jewish oh Addie shabani she was the daughter of a big hollywood producer and she had some meshug in the brisket Neil Strauss has covered Jewish crime on a podcast in LA. How topical. So he's an insider. He's written a lot of books. He's done the Hollywood. He's done the New York Times. This guy has made it around the block, figuratively and literally. So let's get into The Game by Neil Strauss. Step one. This is not a book with chapters. What do you think, Strauss is an amateur? This book is in steps. We are learning the art of seduction here. Steps. To I know most of the listeners out there are gentlemen. You are going to wed a woman by the end of February if you take the game to heart. Step one, <laughs> select a target. It's going to sound really creepy. Ladies, we have a feminist book coming up March 1st to celebrate Women's Month. It'll even out the grubbiness of the show today. So the book, step one here, Selected Target, starts out with uh, a bit of a... Neil's an artist. He's going, you're probably wondering how I got here. So the situation he started the book with was Mystery. You'll get to know this guy. is his buddy. And Mystery is in one of his long bouts of anger. There's five guys living in a house off the Hollywood Sunset Strip. Fist-shaped holes in the walls. A real bachelor pad. Mystery's walking down in this fit of anger breaking glasses, throwing his microwaved Easy Mac at the wall. Mystery's just in his gold silk robe, pissed that he couldn't get laid. Any dude who's lived with a bunch of men have seen a similar situation. Too drunk comes home. Mystery describes this girl as a tic-tac-toe. No matter what you do, you can't win the game. So it's best not to even play. There's some girls like this. (laughs) You know this when you go out. It's weird. Like, girls have to have a sign from God or the universe that they're allowed to hook up that night. Whereas, guys, that's their intention. On some nights, there's going to be these tic-tac-toe type of games that you can't win. So you got to choose your games, a little tip off the top. And Mystery is still pissed. He's in a fit of rage. So Neil Strauss is going, let me call his hot Russian ex to bring some Xanax over, chill the guy out. Strauss puts Mystery in the back of his car, and Mystery's like, you're taking me to the boxing gym. I want to learn how to destroy people so that I could pull. <laughs> but Neil's actually taking him to the Hollywood Mental Health Center. And the point of the intro here is that the game is an addiction. It will drive you to madness. Mystery was into deep. Neil knew from the start he embedded himself with some pros. We'll get into how he got there. But he knew Mystery had some... He was just a psychopath with a lot of charisma and talent. So he used that in the game rather than trying to go be a salesman or a broker on Wall Street. So Mystery is in the uh, Hollywood psych ward and he actually broke open to the woman psychologist. However, he is trying to pick up the psychologist. Mystery's thrown moves on this girl. Neil has to help him out. Even the mental asylum is not enough. He has gone too deep into the game. And so these two, Neil and Mystery, they shredded L.A., New York, London, Top Tail, and Montreal. They went down under, baby. Melbourne, Belgrade. They went to Odessa all around Eastern Europe. These guys have their voyeur voyage. They've got their passport stamped, if you know what I'm saying. And where did this journey wind up? In a mental asylum. I guess we'll see how we got there. So Neil starts the actual narrative of the book here, the game. Step one, select a target. Saying that, I'm an ugly man. Neil Strauss, go look him up. You could watch some of his late night appearances. He's just like a short, bald guy, big nose, beady eyes. You wouldn't think that he is the international pickup artist. And he even admits through four years of college, he did not get laid once. He said he learned more about himself being out of his parents' house. He was just nervous. He was not putting himself out there to get laid. And Neil is working for the New York Times. They give him a two-year sabbatical to literally go try to get this story, write this book about infiltrating these so-called secret societies of pickup artists because this was early ages of the internet they were seeing guys posting online like yo I used this pickup line and it worked so New York Times is like there are white men that need to be infiltrated and taken down and Neil Strauss was like yeah I'll take that job absolutely I want to go play around with these dudes so Neil does not have very much experience and now he's off to LA not a great-looking guy. He does not have fame, he does not have a mitch, and he does not even have cocaine to offer like the other L.A. guys. He says he just has his brain, which, you know, no one sees anyway, so you really gotta use your words then. Once he started reading, Neil considers his life changed. It bettered his brain. And one of the most notorious books he read was The Lay Guide. The Lay Guide. That was like the old version of the game. He reinvented the game. (laughs) We'll get into Ross Jeffries, all the older gurus that were of the older era. (laughs) It sounds like I'm in the society. You guys don't know the secret handshake. If you stay to the end of the show, you'll know. So Neil is just thinking, all right, I'll go meet up with the most notorious playboys in the world. He goes and meets up with Hugh Hefner and is like, so how do you do it? I'm trying to infiltrate the society. But Hef is 73 at the point, and he's just telling him about the thousands of the most beautiful women that he's ever been with, and how Viagra is the biggest gift that has ever graced man. But Mr. Hefner drops one of the first pieces of terminology that Neil puts in his repertoire, he tells him all about his college history, going, I never hooked up. I had a couple one-night stands that I would turn into two-year crapshoots. And people were cheating on people. Fluids were flying everywhere. Hefner calls him at that period an AFC. <laughs> an average, frustrated chump. <laughs> Nowadays, we call that incels. People that can't get laid but are actively trying to. It seems like it would be a Urban Dictionary's definition. AFC. Average frustrated chump. Been a thing since the start of time. One of the cavemen was not dragging a woman back to his cave at the end of the night. AFC caveman. Ungabunga. bunga. And so Neil does a little more research online because one interview is not going to write a book. He meets with a couple guys, Marco and Dustin, in Chicago. And he starts going out with them because you learn through experience, Neil knows. So he learns that you need a group as an attraction point when you go out. That makes it easier. We have our first terminology. This is our first lesson. If you go to a bar alone, you're going to die alone. (laughs) It's like if you have a friggin' tall guy in the group, you have a magnet point, a point of attraction, that's what they're calling it. If you act like... Later in the book, they call it the own world theory. If you go out and act like there's nobody else at the bar, you're having the best time ever, it will attract other people towards you. Eventually, some girl will accidentally bump into you, spill a beer down your ass crack. Oops, meet cute. Nah, are you going to wipe my butt the bathroom, miss? You got to be out there. And Neil is going, I'm going out with Dustin and Marco. I've never been out with bros before. This is much easier to interact with women now. And so Dustin is the tall guy in the group and he's timid, they seem. Neil doesn't think he's much of a talker, but apparently this doesn't matter in the rules of the game. Throughout the night, Dustin hooked up with two chicks, at one point went home with one, and then came back. These Chicago, New York City bars open until 4 a.m. You could really find some of the grubbiest gamers out there. These were a couple guys that Neil met online, and they are working their magic out on the streets. So Neil is actually grilling him like, Is this sorcery? What is your black magic? And Dustin was like, I got laid for the first time at 11 years old. I'm an anomaly. He said, you just got to act natural. And this means nothing to Neil by now. He's not deep enough to know what act natural means. There's much more layers to it. They went to like a pizza shop after the club. Dustin's still working his magic. And they got invited to then a party at the Hilton. So Neil's having one of the craziest nights so far of his life getting involved on the surface level with some bros. When I worked at the pizza shop out here in Denver, there was this kid called, damn, I can't use names, Toby, that sounds bro enough, and he like knew the biggest mushroom dealer in Denver. This guy would come in and be like, could I get a slice with extra? Taps his third eye. Mushrooms. And then I knew Toby was about to go make a backdoor deal. But one time we got invited to a hotel party, cute girls. Things like this happen when you're riding with another bro. The boys are back in (laughs) town. So Neil feels like he has to pay back the favor. He takes Dustin to a couple New York City boat parties with all of his New York Times journalist friends. They go to a couple roof bars and are just learning the art of pull from Dustin. And so one of Dustin's early lines or passes to Neil, he would literally just go up to a girl and be like, So have you met Neil yet? Throwing him a Hail Mary. Every time it works, the girl's like, no, I don't know Neil. Who's Neil? People just want to be introduced to people. It's not like you have to be somebody. <laughs> it's two third parties that don't know each other. You just need some sort of dumb icebreaker. It doesn't matter how dumb it is because the ice is already broken at that point. It doesn't matter if Neil's a short, bald gremlin. Girl's already introduced. <laughs> She's hooked. It's ice fishing. <laughs> Once you break the ice, they're hooked. So Neil and Dustin bopping around New York. The two of them banged the same wife walking a dog. Dustin went out and pulled him up to their apartment first. And then Neil was like, you guys sounded like you had fun. Bada bing, they are Eskimo brothers. So Neil's really seeing some secret moves in the bedroom as well. And Dustin starts to let Neil know about the top dogs in the community. He realized Neil is actually trying to get ingrained here. He is not just a tourist. So he says, Mystery is one of the craziest guys that's been posting online and is one of the rising gurus who will be a legend. There's Ross Jeffries who has put out old VCR videos about hypnotic tricks anchoring techniques to get women interested there's h a millionaire juggler a stand-up comic dustin says put all six of us on venice beach and i guarantee you we will take more dimes home before any of those muscle builders doesn't matter how big how beautiful you are how much you look like neil strauss with the right attitude you will not go home alone neil learns from his first month any guy can be what a woman really wants Not the social programming husbandry I'm talking about, but someone who fucking take their home, rip their clothes off, take control and satisfy them. People want that. This is a human emotion. It's a human need, man, but everybody's suppressing it because the scarlet letter. So here we are kicking off the weirdest two years of Neil Strauss's life on the search for the kings of coitus. That was my fucking Xbox username. I sold it for my 23rd birthday. Damn, almost a year without Xbox and see how much more productive I am. No! I knew this was my time to get off of Xbox Live. I grew up cursing out 12 year olds, calling them the N word. I was 12 years old too. My username was King of Coitus. <laughs> they banned my username, they called me Clean Calf. And I was like, dude, you're censoring Xbox Live? There is no Final Frontier anymore. This is done time to podcast. <laughs> so Neil's going to go find some Kings of Coitus. Step two. <laughs> Approach and Open starts this one with a glorious Steinem quote. The first problem for all men and women is not to learn, but to unlearn. You'll go out and have a little bit more fun with the game once you drop all that frigid societal guilt. We know here on Nick's Nonfiction, we're all sent into the world with our Garbage, consumerist, minimalist knowledge upload from public education. So that's why we get that NNF education. Neil takes us to his first meeting with Mystery. Neil brings him $500 in an envelope as a payment in advance. He is taking one of Mystery's hookup classes. They are meeting in LA. Neil shows up with a $75 Hollywood haircut, a pen, a paper, and a condom in his wallet. I used to do that, the least sly thing in the world. You have a big rubber circle poking out of your pocket. That is not attractive. It ruins the so-called illusion that women need. I have a joke on stage because these comedy is about breaking the illusion. I talk about how in my monthly pie chart, I have $40 donated to dates. So every time I beat off, it feels like I'm saving money. So this $500 Neil paid is good for four nights in the field <laughs> on the scene. They call it in the field. This is how they treat the hookup culture. They're going into the field, baby. They're deploying for the night. Four nights. There will be 3.5 hours. And you will approach at least 50 women this weekend, says Mystery. He did not pay $500 to go to L.A. and get a prostitute. We are teaching men to fish, not giving men fish here. You are going to learn how to be rejected. And they're going out now with a group of like six dudes. If you want to pull... Look for a wingman. Your odds go up more exponentially than just going out by yourself a bunch. Neil said that sending the email for help to mystery was one of the hardest things he'd do. Because you're kind of admitting that you don't fuck. On the other hand, the other side of the coin though, you are humble enough to admit that this is knowledge. Why would I not want this? And you know any dude will be like, oh dude, you took a hookup class? You're such a pussy. But then as soon as the group of guys is huddled around the keg they're over on your ear like... So dude, what was in that seminar? What did they teach you? Everybody would do it. It's just who's brave enough to go through with these things. And with that group of guys, they're going to fail in front of a group as well. So they're going to get especially numb to the fear. First night out, Mystery is all dressed up. He sees him as this tall, thin guy, high cheekbones in a navy blue suit. His nails are painted black. So he kind of looks like a geek, been by some sort of a sex vampire. And so Neil is totally thrown off. Neil's admitting he had only been with six girls at this point. So he's like, this isn't how you hook up. You have to look like a football player. And Mystery had been with hundreds of women at this point. And he's working with what Neil called the positivity of inertia. Neil's trying to throw some science labels on it. He's just working with the positive energy, the big dick energy. After you have sex, you're walking around like you're 10 feet taller the next day. So before this little seminar, Ross Jeffries, that hypnotist type of guy, was the only teacher throughout the 80s. And Mystery is now the first in-field class. He has showed people at the bars what kind of moves to pull. One of the first things Mystery says to all the guys is, like, you're a bunch of noodles. You could look a lot better had you been dressed right. We have a lot of work to do. Tomorrow night, you gotta come in clean, form-fitting clothes. Brands do not matter. This is coming from the king of hookup, one of the best in the game, Mystery. He's got black nail polish on He's going, it doesn't matter if there's a pony on your shirt. Is it, Ralph? doesn't fucking matter. You got to have something that fits your muscles. Girls want to, just like you want to look at someone in yoga pants, vice versa. couple of the other kids in the class Neil is talking to, one's going through like a long-term breakup. There's this one Australian guy rolls up in a Rolex, a $10,000 suit. This guy gets the eternal nickname Sweater. Because he was in this fancy garb and he still had some Bill cosby ass sweater on. And Mystery pitches the first night as a video game. He's going, nothing counts. You need to get into the groove of the game. His tip for the first few nights, 50 approaches of most likely failure. You just got to learn how to play the game over and over. And you got to learn how to lose before you're going to learn how to win. So get ready to fail. See the parallels with stand-up. That's why this guy, Juggler... One of these hookup artists was in the joke game as well, Parallels, where fear is the biggest inhibitor. They find out over the first weekend that Mystery wanted to be a magician like Copperfield, and he was a virgin until he was 21, so he's not one of these 11-year-old Dustin hookup artists. Even a bigger mystery than magic was women to Mystery himself, so he's like, I'm going to go try to figure out this illusion. (laughs) I'm still, I'm only 23 years old, man. I'm like at one of these periods in life, you think you understand women and then you don't. Right now, alien species. What are you guys doing with that second X chromosome? You're on some sort of emotional incarnation. I do not not know how to vibe with that ATM at the moment. (laughs) I've had the grace of being raised by women, though. Two older sisters and a mom basically all day I was with them. I have friends that are either only children or only have brothers, and they it's a harder time to learn women. I still feel like they don't have a lot of angles. And so Neil is getting inoculated to that outer species of the second gender. The second gender. <laughs> Mystery said it took about 10 years to boil down his formula, F-M-A-C, find, meet, attract, and close. It's a linear formula. It's based in group theory, he said, which is, Women of beauty are seldom not surrounded by other beautiful girls. You've heard of the cheerleader effect, especially like if you are in a group, you look more attractive, especially if you're in a uniform group. That's why women love men in uniform, too. So mysteries, group theory, FMAC linear approach. (laughs) You got to win over the entire group. Even if there is a dude, an AMOG, an alpha male of the group, (laughs) trying to defend your target. Got to use their terminology. And so a good way to win over the group while not working too hard on the individual, Mystery is saying before the approach, you got to learn how to neg, which is lowering the other's self-esteem. And then it shows that you have a low interest level, and that way people always subconsciously work to then get your res- your respect back. It's fucking manipulative and gross. <laughs> and unfortunately, it only really works one way. Like when a girl negs a guy, men's egos are too big. We'll just be like, "Oh, this bitch stupid. Man, I'm too good for that shit. What? Are, who does she think she is? This hoe." Whereas when a girl does it, women are always trying to socially engineer every fucking situation that they're in, so they're going to try to win every person over. They're doing the reverse mystery without an incentive. They're just doing it because people have to like me. But the dudes have an incentive, so then the linear approach, you could see where your cost-benefit is. Whereas it's irrational to just want everyone to like you. (gasps) So it's about time for Neil to approach. He heads to the bathroom first, and he sees Sweater in there. Sweater, the guy, is just, like, holding on to his penis, just fucking shaking with terror. He's pulling out, like, a four-column checklist for his wife. Sweater, in the bathroom. This is what I would think chicks do when they go to the bathroom together, make a four-point list of what they need to find in a man that night. Sweater is actually in there doing this, and Neil's, like, what the fuck, man? You got a Rolex on. You got a $10,000 suit. Every single girl is out here to find a guy like you. Just go have fun. And so the mystery method is not working here. Neil is not approaching. Sweater is hiding in the bathroom. Mystery method being if you keep doing... You should know the mystery method. Common knowledge, first grade. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you'll keep getting what you've gotten. To get tens, to get the dimes in the club, you got to adopt... The Peacock Theory. If you dress average, you're going to get average girls, he's saying. You have to present yourself bigger than life to meet people who value vanity much more than uh, personality. So, like, if you have the V-neck and the J's on, you can approach the girl who's also in her hoop earrings and all that fucking virtue signal type of shit. It's just like that. I was talking about the cheerleading theory, the group theory, the girls who are tens also hang out with tens because they're vain. They just fucking value vanity. So you got to have your conversation piece. You got to go up there peacocking. So Neil has some rejection trying to approach girls above his rating, I guess you would call it. There was a movie about that, so I'm not being misogynistic. It's like, be realistic. (laughs) That's a big part of the game. You're not going to go home with the most attractive person unless you are a fucking catch. And that's part of the dude side. You got to be realistic. Fail after fail, Neil takes an L's. Mystery tells him lose the glasses, shave the head completely, dress outrageous, and wear a conversation piece. Maybe get some jewelry and get a life. <laughs> Mystery had written over 2,500 pages on those online forums. So Neil's like, I have to trust you. You're a writer. This is your craft. I'll give in to this society. Mystery also gives him the opening liner hey, it looks like a party over here. That's just like another one of those fucking stupid, have you met this kid? It's just a way to break the ice because that's the stupidest part. You guys are probably eyeing each other up across the room. Somebody has to say something. Looks like you guys are having a party over here. What's going on? My name's Nick. Or, mystery's line was, if I weren't gay, you'd be so mine. Let me throw a little more <laughs> twang on it. If I weren't gay, you'd be so mine. And mystery's point here is, all you uh, noobs out there, you AFCs, you incels are going, but if she thinks you're gay, you're never going to hook up. Once the woman is attracted, it doesn't fucking matter what you said at first. She's given herself the pass, the hookup pass, the hall pass or whatever these women are keeping report cards in their heads worth of. It doesn't fucking matter. Tell her you're gay. Tell her you have a butt plug-in and you want to put it into her ass in the bathroom. That will turn her on more than, I I eat such good pussy, babe. Act gay. It's more out there. They've never heard that before. Pick-up lines don't really work. That's why he's saying break the ice or really stand out with one. This is too good of a chapter. We're getting all the tips in here in step two. We're dragging this one out a little more. Part of the mystery method was that you got to come in under the radar. Mystery says the pros wait about eight to ten minutes to let the girl get a little bit anxious. Five minutes. They're going, okay, he's going to approach me now. Eight to ten minutes. That's when the real, oh, my God, is my hair not looking right, is going to set in. <laughs> a rookie will approach right away following his boner. Oh, my God, hot girl. So the second night here. The boys pile into the limo. They go to the standard lounge, apparently a good place to what they call Sarge in L.A., going out there to sarge tonight and even from walking in neil is noticing from his pop culture writing job one of the actors from happy days are sitting across from a couple women and he points it out to mystery and mystery likes to challenge himself because this guy's been around the block so he's like all right i'm gonna steal this actor's chick by the end of the night this will be a lesson to you scrubs (laughs) so mystery walks over and does a magic trick This is fair in the game. All is fair in love and war. Love is a battlefield. (laughs) Ah, I got cum shrapnel in my eye. (laughs) He does a magic trick in front of Mr. Happy Days. It could have been Fonzie. And the blonde girl was like, do something else. And mystery completely blows her off, gives his attention to the second girl. And what he says, a little subtle neg, a little social... Group theory, he goes, Is she always like this? And the rest of the group laughs. So now the rest of the group is on his side. This chick is on the outskirts. And mystery He's deep in the game. He knows some Ross Jeffries <laughs> fifth dimension shit. He does a cold reading and he's like, Just giving her affirmations. He's like, Your friends aren't that cool anyway. Let me feel your hand. Are you? Uh, do you wish you were closer with your relatives? Do you wish for prosperity and money in life? And she's like, oh my god, how do you know my future? And Mystery has a minute. He, <laughs> he friggin tells Neil Strauss in the field, and knowledge is power, magic, sleight of hand, hypnotics, it's all fair game. And so Neil comes in and wings to distract the Happy Days actor and is like, I'm a writer for the New York Times. And Mystery extracts to the seduction location. That is one of our later chapters. He's ahead of the game. Mystery gets this chick's phone number and the rest is history. The rest of the night is for the boys to go and try to replicate this knowledge that they just saw. A bunch of failures from the chumps. They go to the key club where Mystery starts showing off his nail polish to girls and will go, what do you think? And everyone's like, how is this working? This is everything we thought was stupid about this guy and it's everything that's working for him. He's owning it. So Neil makes his first attempt and a hi barely squeaks out of his mouth and he grabs a girl by the shoulder. Two very bad things. Hi! And just freaking grab a girl and yank her around. Now she thinks she's in the middle of a horror film and he botched mystery's method. You have to come in under the radar but never approach from behind. The girl has to judge you just as much as you're freaking judging them. So Neil's next pickup. He made a side comment. He was like, I thought those two uh, short people outside were going to wear a trench coat and try to go see a movie. He made some sort of a stupid joke about a couple midgets in the bar, and the girl laughed. So now he's in. He's made some, established some rapport. She thinks he's a funny dude. And Neil, number closes. This is what they call when you get a chick's number. Number close before they leave the key club, Neil isolated. He took her over to the couch and he's asking her broader things like, what do you find attractive in a guy? Not what do you do for work? And he's like sniffing her hair. He's not going too far, but he's really pushing the envelope. And she goes, you're weird. But mystery swoops in, saves the conversation before she starts freaking dumping on him. And Neil asked her for a kiss goodbye. So he feels like he won the exchange a little bit there. See, it's a game literally to them. He thinks everyone is a win or a loss. <laughs> He's making little tallies on his arms. What is that on your arm? I've seen you been bouncing around and talking to a bunch of girls. Is that how many girls you talk to? No, that's I'm counting my drinks. 40 drinks, Neil. They get back in the limo, drive around a little bit more boozing, discussing the events of the night, and Mystery points out how Neil understands IOIs indicators of interests this is just like picking up on social cues if a girl's like moving her legs like positioning towards you they're interested keep the conversation going if they fucking are trying to turn away one word answers leave that is not an indicator of interest and instead of neil saying can i kiss you or however he phrased it neil was going you don't want to give a definitive his test would be do you want to kiss me you would say to the girl because yes is rare Not a lot of girls are going to admit that, or probably they don't, so fucking move on. But then if they say no to did you want to kiss me, you could always go, well, I didn't want to either. It was just a dumb question. (laughs) And it's the last night of the workshop here. They're going to the Saddle Ranch bar on the Sunset Strip, and everyone's super tired out, but within the first 15 minutes, Mystery is making out with a chick. (laughs) She tried to steal his scarf, so that was his... uh, peacock piece. I used to wear scarves in high school. It started controversies. I got in like fucking Twitter beefs over wearing a scarf dog. I was hooking up with over a dozen chicks before high school. Any press is good press type of deal, man. Just be out there like Mystery's painting his nails black. Wear skinny jeans. Anything to not be fucking run of the mill, bro. And so this night, Neil wore out a red cowboy hat. Maybe a little too much of a peacock, but they are at the Saddle Ranch, so maybe it's thematic. Neil finally has the balls to use mysteries. If I weren't Gayline, then you'd be totally mine. That's another good piece, a hat. I've had many friggin' hats stolen off of my head at college parties. And so then you just look for a girl who's wearing your hat. Hee hee, I take your hat. And that's the end of the story. And so Neil, he goes in with the gay line, he goes in with the hat, and he winds up going home with a chick that night, and Mystery has a little meeting with Sin, one of the other high ups and is going, You're going to be one of us. You are a slayer. You are fearless. They go out with Neil to dinner. They have a mushy-gushy night. They're quoting Ovid, the Roman love poet, to him, talking about how Don Juan, who was like a Spanish noble womanizer, Rasputin, Duke de la Zune, Robespierre, There's a lot of men in history who were sent to the guillotine or the firing wall for firing their love gun, slinging dick. And so this is part of their little indoctrination for Neil, giving him the history of hookups. Neil posts about his time with the lecture and his hookups online. He meets this guy, Grimble, who's hyping up his stories. He claims to be a descendant of Bismarck, Mr. Grimble, so they go out a little bit more because Neil is trying to establish his own squad. Grimble bought some Ross Jeffries seminars to Neil. So Neil's trying to go through the archive now. He's like, I'm going to try to pick up all the knowledge because the mystery method definitely worked. Grimble takes him out on the town for a night. He's like, me and my wing, Twatomer. His wing's name is Twatomer. What more could you want in life? They have what's called the advanced anchoring technique. They learned it from Ross Jeffries. And Neil's like, well, I have to learn that. They go out together. They're making some rookie mistakes because they're not out with a pro Forgetting to check for wedding rings. Not looking for the alpha male of the group. Some guy who's going to blow up their spot. But hanging with Grimble and Twatimer... Neil gets in the circle of Ross Jeffries and the first time he meets Ross is in like a diner and he teaches him this anchoring technique on the waitress which is like every time the waitress comes by he made her laugh the first time and he poured a little sugar in his coffee so then every time he poured sugar in his coffee for the rest of the time she was at the table she smiled there's a lot of those subconscious cues that you can manipulate people with it's pretty creepy especially if you're going to use it for sex i apologize for nothing But Ross Jeffries at the end of the dinner to uh, wrap up the chapter here, Step, he's going, Neil, I know you're going to be a great student. Forget mystery. I want you to be my student. And as he says, my student, he like pats Neil on the back. And Neil's like, Hold the fuck up. Every time Ross has complimented me today, he's patted me on the back. And now that he's proposing his final deal, be my student instead of mysteries, he's patting me on the back. So Neil's like, holy shit, this guy's trying to anchor me. He could probably buttfuck me if he wanted to. Ross is friggin' smooth. But Neil knows as the independent journalist, he's going to be an independent student. You don't have one teacher forever. You gotta see the different teaching methods. Step three. That's what she said. Demonstrate value. I just watched the 14th season of *Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure the Dennis system, he's like a sex addict in the show. D, demonstrate value. E, emotionally detach. (laughs) S, separate entirely. This is the game, baby. (laughs) Demonstrate value. Neil is saying that the best predators do not peacock around with their claws out. They sneak around. They never draw too much attention. That mystery method under the radar. Peacocking is is a tactic it's not the game so you see these guys that go out in their red jordans flat brim hats sticker still on fresh tea t-shirt timed up they got a pump going did some push-ups before peacocking is not the game it's a tactic you could use it to your advantage but you could sit in the corner of the club looking fly as hell all night it's not going to get you anywhere So, Neil is back in L.A. Mystery's up in his home, Toronto. Neil is going at it solo. Grimble is out in, like, Chicago and all that. He needs a new squad. Mystery invites Neil to his next seminar in December. And Mystery was taking care of his family and his sister's kids. And he's pissed that he has no one to go out with. And he says he's just been, like, picking up girls at sushi places. So, Mystery's Fiendin' To go out, it seems like, and he, Neil is his, like, number one pick. In this demonstrate value step, Neil's trying to get a little bit deeper and talking about how different people get into the game for different reasons. Sweater wanted a wife. He had that friggin' checklist in the bathroom about what his wife, the perfect scenario for life. There's most guys like Grimble who just want a new flavor of the night. You got Extra Mask who always wanted to hook up with a 10. That's the guy's name. Mystery. Mystery's main goal, the reason he's still in the game, he wants two girls to love him just as much simultaneously. (laughs) That's a pretty good way to challenge yourself. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Will he get there? Up in Toronto, Mystery does have a girlfriend, an absolute smoke show. Her name is Patricia. And she is livid, absolutely pissed. Neil successfully moves Mystery to L.A. So they're boysen it up, and now uh, Neil is going and basically co-hosting, co-teaching with Mystery on the lectures. So he's doing workshops in Miami, Chicago, New York, Belgrade. And Mystery finally turns to Neil Strauss and goes, Snap out of it, bro. You cannot be Neil, anybody. Nobody wants to sleep with Neil, a writer. Girls want to go home with a superstar. Because if they can't go home with the guy on stage, they're going to try to go home with someone who looks like it if they don't have their boyfriend. (laughs) The way Mystery came up with his own persona was, you know, he is the magician. He knows all of his sleight of hand. He has this Jesus Christ superstar character in mind that he's working towards. And Mystery actually almost got booked at a magic club, but he was like sleeping with the owner. And she found his forums online about hookup. And she's like, I'm not going to let you work my club ever. So Mystery has shot himself in the foot time over time. He knows that having a persona will take you further. And Mystery gives NS, Neil Strauss, the last time we'll hear that name, the seduction name, Style. Mystery and Style out on the town, baby, a couple of dogs. So it's been two months since that first workshop when they went out, and Neil is just going to have to act as a teacher, learn as you go. He's like, this is crunch time. i got to try to learn as much knowledge as possible to give to these people who are going to be coming to me for knowledge. Neil's favorite writer was a guy from the 20s, Harry Crosby, who was an opium addict, guy who committed suicide in Paris at 30, but apparently he had a lot of writings about his Parisian hookups. He read Nancy Friday's My Secret Garden. That book's all about how women want sex just as much as men. You just have to play the game right. And Neil breaks it down a little bit further. He's going, a line is a prepared comment. Are you from Tennessee? You're the only 10 I see. That is a line. A pattern is a script of arousal. So patterns are much more efficient. You said you have a boyfriend? Oh, sweetie, why don't you have a boyfriend, a gorgeous girl like you? Do you have a boyfriend? Oh, you do have a boyfriend? Well, you know, someone should be treating you much better than this. Why are you in a club in the middle of the night? It's a pattern. You already know where you're taking the conversation. You're just taking the girl along the ride. Neil learned that one of Ross Jeffries, his most famous pattern was comparing his interactions like a roller coaster and mimicking the emotions. And the female would also mimic it somehow. So he's all about this like subversive seduction. And uh, if you'd be like, oh, my God, this feels like a roller coaster since the moment I met you. And like you lean back when the girl is telling a story and like lean in like you're going down a hill when you're aroused or something. They get into it. Their nipples are going to be hard by the time you're done with the conversation. Ross Jeffries is making videos about this that thousands of people are buying so Neil is saying there's value there Ross's entire method though is how suggestion and this My Secret Garden book talks about suggestion is what arouses women directness is what arouses men so like porn men just want to see a penis go in a hole (laughs) women want to know why is the penis going in the hole it's like you have to know the backstory. Neil undergoes finally his personal transformation. He's reading for eight hours a day, watching the most masculine shit, practicing his walk in the mirror, stuffing his underwear, getting his bulge game up. (laughs) And he's saying, from now on, I always wear a conversation starter. Something ridiculous, a red cowboy hat that a girl can say, nice hat. Neil thinks he is ready. He tries a daytime pickup for the first time. He's in a bookstore and he spots this girl, tall, slender woman, absolute stunner. And Neil, the tiny bald beady head, is thinking he's going to try to make a move. It's time for him to put his moves to the test. And so as he approaches this woman, this absolute goddess in the middle of the store, he's saying time is standing still. Everybody in the store is looking at him like, what is this guy actually going for this? And Neil's line, he did a bit of a negging pattern and he's like, Baby, you are beautiful, but does anybody ever tell you about that Bugs Bunny overbite? See, it's kind of cute. You're calling her like a bunny, and you're telling her she has a fucking overbite. So she's getting insecure. And so nobody could believe what was happening. Everyone's like, what the fuck? This gremlin, this ogre is about to tell this Aphrodite was wrong with her. But Neil number closes this model. She winds up being a model he picked up in the middle of the day in a bookstore. So Neil has his confidence he's ready to fucking teach these scrubs. And while time was still frozen, Neil had to, you got to extract, you got to end the conversation. You're like uh, when you approach a group of girls, you want to give yourself a bailout time. You you don't want to have them thinking, holy shit, this kid is going to be standing at our table the rest of the night. You go up and be like, "Yeah, I was just getting my buddy a drink. You guys are having a party over here. Throw down Ross Jeffrey's line. And then they're like, he's here for a drink. We're going to learn some names. He's gone neil has to extract and he's going so beautiful what steps as i rub my hands like a creep what steps miss can we take to continue this conversation (laughs) and this is what he learned from his first rejection can i have a kiss no should we kiss not can i have your number how are we going to continue this and unfortunately, with this situation, Neil said he waited three days before he texted her, and then on the third day, he just psyched himself out. He's like, it's been too long. I can't talk to her anymore. She probably has a new boyfriend. You are your own worst enemy. Neil, you just cockblocked yourself from a model. <laughs> before Style and Mystery give their first seminar, Extra Mask visits Neil in Santa Monica, and he is now punked out. Extra Mask was there on that first tour, their fir- first lecture two months ago as a student, And he actually has some lay stories now, and he seems to be on the same path as Neil, he just has a different look. He looks like a punk, whereas Neil is kind of a sweater-looking motherfucker, too. Neil knew that Extra Mask was, like, raised extremely Catholic, so it's probably why he reverted so hard to the satanic side. But Neil and Extra go out... And Neil does a cold reading for the first time he learned from a Ross Jeffries video. And he tells a girl to write a sentence. And then he gives her a cosmic reading based on her handwriting. So it really doesn't matter what they write down. That's just another great way to keep having conversation with them. Unique conversation. Not what kind of a dog is yours. And he can try to act like some sort of a wizard. Going, well your handwriting says to me that you're very reserved. But at the same time giving with your emotions he could be a freaking seance and so in front of extra masks Neil got another number close. he got a kiss close. they wind up going out clubbing with another one of their boys Vision pretty cool nickname and Neil pulls a chick that night but she like they go back to his place and she smells too bad it's gonna start getting more graphic as we progress Neil had to pull out he pulled the ripcord like stinky bitches man So after this night out with some of the mid-level sorgers, Neil writes in a couple field reports online. It's basically just a way to brag and then a way to spread tips or lines or patterns. And the online posts are all about, yo, Vision got laid. It was a Serbian chick, he was saying. And the story there was that Vision was a virgin and on the way home the chick was like can we go get pizza can we go get pizza and vision is like fuck i am a virgin about to get laid for the first time at 26 years old i do not give a fuck about pizza can we go have sex it's got to be nerve-wracking for him more detail in the post there extra mask was banging until like 3:30 in the morning and he wasn't able to finish and he wound up going back out <laughs> and he didn't even get her number. So literally the first night into the game, this guy's losing his virginity. He's just like, I'm just going to go try to get laid again. It's probably not the best way to have your first exploratory sexual experience. It's like the way that all these kids are growing up with porn now. It's probably absolutely terrible to not have that awkward moment your first time of sex. Now with the first time all those probably 14-year-olds ew, are like trying to have sex like porn stars. It's like, <laughs> this isn't natural. This is probably super detrimental. So it's time for the first Mystery and Style seminar. They are on the plane to Belgrade, and Mystery's teaching Neil a little bit of sleight of hand on the plane, giving him some tricks up his sleeve to make uh, his pickup game a little bit stronger than the AFC. One of the tricks, how to make a lit cigarette disappear. And Mystery also tells him you should probably pick up smoking. That is a massive advantage when it comes to hookups. You have, like, a quiet place to talk to someone. Just don't inhale a smoke. Just act like you're smoking. It's not a big deal. And on the first night of the seminar, Mystery shows up in a magician coat. What else would he be wearing? And he's telling Neil again, bro, you got to snap. You got to go off. Shave your head, bro. Get some LASIK surgery. Join a gym. <laughs> and Neil says, when he does his little transformation, what not to wear, he goes from a 5 to a 6.5. He's objective. He knows he's not the best looking guy, but you can realistically improve yourself by 15% if you take into account how you look. You're ugly. You're ugly. And your mother ugly. And your sister ugly. You're just plain old ugly. One of the students over in Belgrade that they really helped out, his name was Marco. And he was going, I have to get over what I call one-itis. It's uh, one girl that he thinks is a special flower. And Neil and Mystery, who have been with hundreds of women, are like, dude, You're going to find another flower. Just keep on picking. Neil gives him one of his own personal tips style to Marco. Here he's going, here's a little piece of dryer lint. I always keep a little sheet in my pocket. It's a good opener. Palm it, put it on a girl's shoulder, tap her on the other shoulder and go, excuse me, how long has this been there? It is a subtle neg. The girl is then insecure that she has friggin' dryer fuzz all over her, and now you have helped her. You are her knight in shining armor. But you're a psychopath for carrying around lint in your pocket. <laughs> Neil teaches some of these guys the digital camera move. This is even easier with the iPhone now, fellas. You uh pretend to like take a selfie. It's it's creepy unless you establish some rapport, make uh some jokes. Take a picture, and then in the preceding pictures, like you're in a photo booth, kiss them on the cheek in the last one. Neil goes, that it hasn't failed yet. Another one of Neil's favorites. I've had this happen at basement raves. Have a glow-in-the-dark necklace. It's a peacock piece. OMG, where did you get that? Just like the hat when someone takes it off of you and runs into the dark. Now they have a glow-in-the-dark tracker on them. (laughs) It's like at some fraternity parties, they would do. Red cup means you're in a relationship. Yellow cup means maybe. And green cup means let's have some fun. Always the girls are going to use a yellow cup. No girl ever picks up a green cup. (laughs) Cool little social experiment. You get what I'm getting at here. You got to have these little fucking tests. Because the women have their tests too. I've grown up with women like I'm saying before. Everything's a fucking test. So don't feel bad when you have a little fun with the game mystery is feeling himself just like from that first lecture when he stole the happy days chick he wants to steal the hottest chick in the club again to show the students who the boss is so he goes over to the vip section of the club there's this russian chick or belgrade eastern european chick sasha and he email closed with her but he also got a gun pulled on him (laughs) The alpha dudes in the group, the guys who actually purchased the bottle service, were like, who is this fucking long-coated magician trying to take our women? And he basically successfully did it, but he almost died in the making. Mystery also asked Sasha to come home with him. So style, Neil is going, what the fuck is up with Mystery? Like, why is he asking chicks to fly back to Canada? Weird little insight there, but it shows how Mystery's got game. Same night, Neil hooks up with Goka, and he's saying alcohol enables people to do what they've always wanted to, but have suppressed. Hence, Goka. He never would have thought he would have been in Eastern Europe hooking up with random chicks a couple years ago. And so they continue the tour. Like They have students, and they drive to Moldova together odessa then the ukraine they're doing two night sets with some students which is like you go find a girl at the club and then the next night you take them to a strip club or like a juice bar like i'm saying women want it just as bad as men that'll get everybody randy a little riled the fuck up you're usually going home with someone after you take them to a strip club And so as they're finishing up their tour over there in Europe, they're on a long car ride and mystery finally breaks down in the car about how I was a violent, psychotic kid and I was scared I was gay because I was a virgin until 21. And Neil was like, I did not expect any of this from someone who dedicated their life to the art of pickup. This guy seems like a fucking mess. So Neil's explaining, when you get to the highest levels of anything, you're not going to see normal people there. It's people trying to fill a void. So even though this guy's pretty weird, he's into magic, he's very fucking ambitious. He tried to get his own, like, uh, 90-minute magic show. Now he's crying in the middle of a car in the middle of Europe with Neil. Crazy where life will take ya. Step four disarm the obstacles neil is back in la he's meeting with some more gurus because he wants to be the top level himself he meets with this guy david DeAngelo's. he learns the neg method of cocky funny and the gun witch method of projecting animal sexuality so you know thrusting your hips back and forth in the middle of a conversation will actually tune people into a sexual energy apparently And Neil is learning again through David and through Gunwitch that teachers want the pickup artists to be loyal to one school. But as a good student, you got to learn the different styles. you got to go to all the teachers, all the gurus, all the buddhas, the mentors. Neil has one of his first scripts that really work. It integrates some of the social dynamics, some of the hypnotic type of stuff. He'll ask girls, do you believe in spells? And so then you'll probably get the girls that are into astrology going, oh, my God. My star sign said that this month somebody was going to ask me a question bigger than life. This is it. And then you'll get the work women to be like, whoa, that's a pretty cool question. Yeah, there's probably some uh, black magic going on around here. You got to go watch a video of Neil. He's like a super effeminate guy. You, It's not a lot of like alpha male energy or anything that would say to you, wow, this dude fucks. Wow, he's going to walk home with a girl on his shoulder. He looks like a tiny chick, but he pl- he literally is just the lord of the games. He plays all these little things that make people insecure and want his bald head. And Neil sees he's hooking up with hotter and hotter women. He learns that attractive women are just as insecure. And this is why confidence always wins. It trumps all. Neil is getting less attracted to the women themselves and more sexually attracted to the fact that he can do this so easily now, how easily he can pick up. Which is, like, the higher you get to the more levels you transcend in anything, the more you see behind the curtain. And so (laughs) he's getting into some Fifty Shades of Gracian. Neil is, like, Neil is getting sexually attracted to the power aspects of it now. Neil tries Mystery's bathtub method and his hot shower method. The hot shower method (laughs) is you tell a girl, like, hey, my hot water has been shut off. Can I come over and take a shower at your place? Always leads to shower sex. And then you got the bathtub method, which is apparently like you invite one girl over to give you a massage or say, here, I'll draw you a bath and give you a massage. And then you'd be like, oops, I had this other girl here at the same time. And mystery is saying you got the bath drawn, you got a bath bomb in there, you got some CBD skin lotion to really relax the skin, make it pulsate. You're going to have a threesome. Nobody's going to walk away back onto the cold street when you got that brewing upstairs. <laughs> Neil is slaying, baby. He picks up surfing because one of the things that mystery told him was get a life have something to talk about with surfing he learns that you're going to go out every day some days the water is dead you're going to go out to the club and there's not going to be anything that you're looking for but if you keep showing up you're going to keep learning and some days you're going to catch a really big wave if you're out there and so all this work all this awesomeness is prepping for mystery's next seminar he's teaching in miami in two months so Neil's thinking he's going to take another class before he's got to get in tip-top shape for Miami. Guys are bringing their A-games there. Neil takes jugglers class. This was the stand-up. And <clears throat> this guy has a crazy method of his own. It's kind of like self-negging. He's a comedian. You've got to learn to tear yourself apart to the bones on stage. And he would tell girls that he collects trash. They go to the Museum of Modern Art one mid-afternoon, as all the good pickup artists do, and Juggler is big on first lines, don't really matter. He's just saying, break the ice. I'm not one of these one-liner guys. Just trust yourself when you're in the moment. And this is more true now than ever, dog. This is why I'm saying all good pickup artists go to the museum. Girls just don't want to say they met someone on Tinder nowadays. You could friggin' be wearing... A barrel. Remember those olden days? That was the joke. You could be wearing white trash guinea tea, wife beaters, uh, jeans down to your knees, and pick up a chicken, a pantsuit at the museum. They all just don't want the same story. We met on Hinge, and another one of juggler's tips: as soon as the ice is broken, he would talk in statements rather than questions. This is a better way to lead the conversation, and it's different. Like I'm saying, it's not the "What's your name? Where you're from? What do you do?" It's something different. Juggler was like one of the most down-to-earth people that Neil had met. He's like, I just like the community of it, dog. I hooked up with my first girl at 23 years old, still felt pretty lonely. And by the time I was 28, I had hooked up with 100 women, and I was still pretty fucking lonely. So it's pretty nice to know that there's other guys out there who are in the same struggle. And so Neil wants to just turn around and go to Juggler and be like, the answer isn't here, man. You're not going to find God. You're not going to fill the void in your soul with hookups. But Neil isn't going to friggin' step on anybody's dreams. He's not ready to ruin the party for everyone. So he lets the good times roll for a bit. Meanwhile, you got Ross Jeffries going off the deep end, the older hypnotist. He's now taking students out just so he could go to their younger parties. And this is like Neil saying, you're having fun. Get out of the game when you're having fun. You don't have to be a victim to the game and submit your life to the game. And with Ross Jeffries, you can't be on top forever. There is a peak, and there is a decline. You can hit another peak, but there is no plateaus, especially in like the media landscape. You cannot be the best forever. There's going to be hate group that comes up. It's, it's impossible. Michael Jackson. The, his game was little children. There goes the king. After this juggler seminar... Strauss goes to a David D'Angelo seminar. His big method is about how attraction is not a choice. So don't let up if you're not getting all the indicators of interest, the IOIs that you were expecting, because you can kind of force attraction. Look at arranged marriages over in India. It's been going on for thousands of years, and their caste system is pretty damn strong. You'll learn to love someone. And if you just plant your ass at someone's bar table and don't move— they're gonna find something attractive about your stubbornness by the end of the conversation seduction is just trickery and hiding your motives so attraction is working on your magnetism you got to be charming that's what it is so d'angelo's attraction is not a choice method it goes along with what he was saying before the cocky funny method so you act more than yourself but also self-degrade so be like were you hitting on me or like before what uh mystery did to the happy days chick is she always like this that's the cocky funny method but you got to be taking chances to put those lines out there because you got a bomb with a few of those and then you basically just ruined your entire set high risk high reward but this is already better than ross jeffrey's friggin' mind control method neil goes out with grimble and twatimer and this other guy rick h and he sees rick h mirroring d'angelo's method of cocky funny so he's like all of the pickup artists trickle down they all have like they inherit their moves <laughs> from the gurus it's a natural part of the community rick h also specialized in bisexual women so neil spent a little more time with him trying to perfect that come over and give me a massage move oops my girlfriend is here <laughs> neil also learned from rick h a cool little trick out of even like a bar napkin. You fold a origami flower and then you go up and ask a chick to smell it. It's a pretty freaking creative line if you ask me. And so Neil is considering driving down to San Diego to hang out with some old, ugly 1950s sitcom actor that apparently has like the best hookup Hollywood stories. And Neil is like, I don't need to be going around to these guys who have gotten into their fun anymore. I need to... Ascend to my own level. He's having his Siddhartha moment where he's staring at the river and going, I gotta stop looking for monks. There's no one else that's gonna show me why the river is flowing this way. I gotta figure it out for myself. And so now when Neil, when Style meets with the gurus, he's looking at them as equals and he is ready for Miami. Step five isolate the target. You heard that right. Mystery and Style, they are, like I'm saying before, the only people giving in-the-field lectures. D'Angelo, Ross Jeffries, who's going crazy. These guys were never in the fields. They are just giving video seminars, talking to guys over coffee. Style and Mystery are out there showing it, throwing it around. First day of the Miami seminar, they're going to a lot of girls dressed to go to the club like a groupie. So you got to play the part of the rock star for them. Mystery's trying to upstage the class. He's got to show that he's a teacher for a reason. He sees an 11. An 11 bigger than a 10 in the club. And he's going, alright, chick's fucking perfect. It's going to take some negging to get to this one's core. <laughs> I might be able to get her down to a 9, but it's still going to take some work. <laughs> Maybe that's what negging is doing. It's like bringing someone down to your level. <laughs> Neil... Because he's the teacher now, too, he doesn't have to submit. He cuts mystery off in front of the class and goes up to the chick and is like, well, aren't you and your friends a group of strange little snowflakes? And the chick is like, what the fuck did you just say to me? I think you meant to say, can I buy you a drink, you sexy god. And Neil's like, no, I don't chase these hoes. That's the point of the game. Neil gets in by breaking the group apart. And what he does, he goes to the Eleven's friend and he's like, you guys aren't really friends. You guys are just two hot chicks in the club in the middle of Miami trying to get shots bought for you and probably find a rich hedge fund manager. And Neil goes, "Your chick here, Miss Numero Once. Where did she live before Miami?" And the girl's like, "I, I, I don't, I, I don't know." And Neil's like, "Yeah, I obviously I know you guys are not real friends. You're just hot." And so Neil is able to isolate the target. You guys are obviously not friends. Let's go chill over here. He has the 11 by the balls. Her lady balls. Closes with a makeout. He has a lip ring in. She's sucking on his lip ring. He's going, this is the best conversation piece I have ever modified my body for. She loves it. She loves his little fish hook. So all of the other students are praising him. A couple of the guys go home and write a couple of their online articles in the Pickup Society online about Neil stealing mystery's Chick like that. Neil actually is making a name for himself around Hollywood too. The story is getting around a little bit because, (laughs) dog, like one of the rules if you're going to try to actually be a scummy pickup artist is like do not cross circles. You're not going to want to hook up with one girl in the same group who are going to be able to corroborate stories. You're a fucking international criminal. (laughs) One of the reasons that (laughs) really motivated me to graduate early, get out of Newark, Delaware, my name was being soiled. I would walk down Main Street and I have this journal next to my bed where I write what I do every single day of my life just because I'm anal like that I want to have this documented one day for no one's ever going to read it I'm not Nikola Tesla no one's going to care about these notes I just like to have it so if I go out that night and I wind up hooking up am I going to write about my experience that night? obviously girls in college were fucking going through my things like they they roll over in the morning go through your sock drawer they're going Nick has a sex diary motherfucker I just write down what I do (laughs) <laughs> so I remember I'd walk down Main Street and you'd see fingers pointing, that's the kid with the sex book. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Men cannot have diaries. Men cannot have opinions. I'm done with college. Let's go do some comedy. You could really make a name for yourself, Neil, <laughs> on the Hollywood strip. He's sergeant it out. These girls are like, oh, my God, it's Neil. This guy knows how to use his penis. And at one of these clubs, Andy Dick, back in L.A., is stealing Neil's girl. And so Neil didn't know exactly what to do. He's being amogged right now. And he just went up to uh, little Dickie, Andy Dick in front of everybody and was like, stop. Why are you taking my chick? Like he overreacted. That is not a good look. And Andy gave him a second chance. He's like, what do you fear most in life? He's playing Neil because Andy Dick is one of these. He's hitting holes left and right. <laughs> and he's playing uh, Neil in front of the group going, what's your biggest in- insecurity? And Neil says to be boring. And Andy Dick was like, that was the fucking coolest answer I've ever heard. So in the club now, everybody sees that this short, bald guy is cool with Andy Dick. His clout has just grown in Hollywood, and every girl in the club is now going to want to hook up with you. Neil winds up hooking up in the bathroom at that club. And so this new guy, Dustin, is coming into the pickup society. He's trying to meet with Neil, and Neil has to, he's realizing he has a lot. More responsibility than he thought. These younger guys are seeing him as a mentor, and he's telling this new guy, Dustin, Yeah, sure, we're looking to pick up women and get laid, but you become better men in the process. This is sounding like some retarded fraternity credo or something, but you learn about yourself the more you put out there. That's with anything in life. The more rejection you face, the more you grow. And so, sure, you shouldn't use people, you shouldn't use women to try to further yourself, but should you use a man to try to establish a household it's not fair on either side and so neil and mystery are on an australian tour giving a couple lectures one of mystery's big confessions to style neil was going i know how to attract girls pretty obviously but i still do not understand them it's like i'm saying before he still sees women as the alien species he's banging aliens and so while they're down in uh, Australia, in Brisbane, they meet up with Sweater. Remember him from the first uh, seminar? He's filthy rich now with a wife overlooking their botanical gardens out there. And he has three interns in pull. Just three little guys walking around his house trying to find him chicks. This guy's like filthy rich. His wife doesn't care. Or he has the coolest wife ever type of deal that mystery's looking for one of the things that sweater was teaching his little interns and he tells to mystery and style was it's not enough to be yourself you have to be your best self when you go out it's like and anybody could be fun for taking on someone on a date (laughs) is nothing you're like (laughs) you're basically giving them a fucking audition and anybody could look good for a 30 minute two hour even date audition so it's like what this is fake what are we doing here Just like Style is telling these younger guys, Dustin, have fun along the way, get out when you think is the right time, and you're going to make yourself a better man. This is what Sweater is on the same path. He's like, yeah, let me tell some younger men to get a good wife that understands the game as well. They got a squad out here in Australia. They were doing some shit on their own time. Mystery, Juggler, Neil, and Sweater are going out, and they hook up with four beautiful women, and the next morning, they're all just laying there staring at the ceiling. The girls are giggling. One of the things they're going, anything a 10-year-old would say is fair game and flirting. Potty humor. Oh, your boobies are out. All of that could be funny when you're post-coitus sprawled out on the floor with all your boys and girls. And all the guys, they go out for breakfast and they're admitting, fun point in the middle of the book, there's nothing more bonding than picking up girls together. <laughs> like I'm saying, you got to find a wingman to eventually pull more chicks but you wind up falling in love with the dude that you go out with more because you have, you have shared experiences. <laughs> so these guys are living it up. They're going on trips around the world, picking up women together. When I stayed at that hostel in Austin recently with a couple Australian, a couple Aussie lads, and this dude, he had lines, bro. We went out to a couple bars, and this guy was going, you know they call me the boomerang, baby. You throw me away, and I'll just keep coming back even easier than that he would just go up to chicks and be like you ever you ever make out with an Aussie before and he was sucking face at every bar that we went to this is what I'm saying you got to give a girl an excuse to hook up with you I'm an Australian guy you've never hooked up with someone from down under and the guys were telling me they're like lad you got to come through to Australia you are us there the women think oh my god a Yankee I got to jump on this and mystery style all these guys are very keen (laughs) and so mystery Unfortunately, he was away in Australia too long. His awesome Toronto girlfriend dumps him. This sends him into a bit of a funk. Mystery is posting online some weird stuff. And he's like, (laughs) weird stuff. He's like, guys, I'm starting to think that we could do a lot more than just hook up with women. (laughs) Like you have a lot of high caliber minds in this society. It's just a bunch of ambitious people that are wasting it on hooking up with women. And so Neil flies back up Toronto, second time gets him to fly down to L.A. just to get him out of his funk. And he finds out when he was Toronto there from his sister that his name is Eric Von Markovic. That is Mystery's real name. And he tried to kill himself before. I mean, if anybody takes an attempt at their own life, that is an irrational decision. You have to know that they're a little bit unhinged. And so Neil knows that he really is one of the best guys in the game, one of the gurus, Mystery, is fucking mentally unwell. So what does that say about the game? As we know on the show, we study greatness here. You have to go to these dark places to access greatness. So the great author that Neil is, wordplay the chapter, isolate the target. Mystery was isolating himself, leading to his depression. Step six, create an emotional connection. Neil hooks up with an old post-college internship crush. New territory for him. Someone from his actual past now seeing him as the new panther that he is and neil sees with this chick because if you ever hook up with a girl that you have a history with they're gonna think okay this was when the beginning of the rest of our life right here (laughs) but a girl if a girl thinks that she's catching feelings you're already cut off or by the ring neil is going it's one or the other it's not good to mess around with people from your past if you're looking to play the game and so Neil, he's still not, like, asking girls out to dinner and shit. He's going out to clubs because that's where you find people to hook up. That's <laughs> that's the Tinder before Tinder existed. One of Neil's tricks, because he didn't really like going on dates, was he'd text a girl, why don't you come over and uh, as many orgasms as you give me, that's how many of a star restaurant I'll take you out to. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's fucking ideal. (laughs) Neil is the fucking game. He sees the Matrix. He is now Mystery. So people online are seeing Style as the best in the game, but probably not the greatest of all time. That's pretty big. Mystery used to be the greatest in the game, but he's in a funk, so everyone's like, this Style guy sends it. He's legit. Neil took another tour to Eastern Europe to teach some guys, and there were some girls out there who shaved their head In reverence of Neil, seeing him as a sex symbol. He's on a new level. Neil's writing more online, really graphic posts about betting women. He's saying neck kisses are always a really good feeler, indicator of interest. And (laughs) the only time that you're allowed to lie to a woman is when they ask how many women you've been with. That's a fair rule. Why are you asking that? With Neil at the forefront of the society now disseminating the tips online the pickup artist society is doing well everyone's posting everybody's it's a big community growing with neil and the challenges start vision the guy that lost his virginity after some pizza he buys some prostitutes and he tries to make the prostitutes pay for him for an hour (laughs) this guy's trying to redefine the value of sex he's really taking it to the next level there's this young bull, new guy on the scene. He goes by Tyler Durden. Have you ever seen Fight Club, <laughs> another movie about secret societies? He's Tyler Durden. That's the the Brad Pitt in the movie. This guy is a vacuum of information in the pickup society. Durden starts a mini Project Mayhem. call out to fight club and it's that bump into a woman today and every day and see what happens see if you could start a conversation from it and if you can't it's just going to make you desensitized to failure which is good Some of the guys are posting online, yo, I bumped into a chick at the mall and I number closed her. But all of their confidence grew, and so did the community from it too. I remember one time I was heeling through the mall. No one would ever believe me this because we were in sixth grade. I was seven years old. I heeled down a ramp and between a woman's breasts. It was the best heely ride, the best line, 50-50 board slide to bosom motorboat, (laughs) best combo I will ever create. That was my Project Mayhem. I took bumping into a chick to the next level. to sexual assault. <laughs> and so Mystery is back. He's off the meds. He's clear-minded and goal-oriented, seeing all these posts online. The community is what bought him out of the funk. And so Mystery heads over to L.A. with Neil, and he's got blueprints for what he calls Project Hollywood. Isolate the target. He knows that's what was putting him in the crazy place. And Mystery shows Project Hollywood to Neil, but Neil's like, Dog, I have eight girlfriends right now. My writing career needs to be resuscitated. This is going to be a you thing. Mystery needs a right-hand man. He picks up Tyler Durden, and this is how Tyler Durden got good so quick. When Neil finally meets with Durden, he's just, like, gassing him with questions because Neil is an internet icon. He's a friggin' legend. And so Durden sees him as a pickup artist. He doesn't friggin' see him as a person. And so they go out together a couple times. Neil sees Durden as a good kid because he warned Neil about a girl with herpes in the club. You owe that man your life. And Neil, like before he was talking about the power dynamics of the hookups, he's getting a little bit too neurotic to be so promiscuous. He's talking to uh, some of the older guys about the younger come-ups. Ross Jeffries thinks that Durden is uncomfortable around people who are more powerful than him. That's why he's this little power vacuum so neil publishes the first article for the new york times about the double life of pickup artists and it's kind of to as a a nod to neil to uh fucking tyler durden and them like this isn't everything man we are real people don't forget that interesting little check-in before this narrative falls off the deep end and so who sees uh, neil strauss's new york times article about hookups Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise invites Neil to a wheelie lesson just to talk about hookups and just to open some more doors. <laughs> and this will start our step seven the interview. Extract to a seduction location. This chapter is like one of those good documentaries that takes a fucking crazy, unexpected turn in the middle of things. I just watched, what was it Don't Fuck with Cats? That's one of the crazy ones. The tickling documentary takes a crazy turn. This book took a crazy turn. So this uh, learn how to wheelie class that Tom is about to take with Neil. Tom Cruise wheelies into the meeting. Obviously not what he's there for. And he's like, you know what, Strauss? If you could take lessons in motorcycle... I'll try to say it like uh, Tom Cruise. You know what, Strauss? If you could take lessons in motorcycle riding, you should be allowed to take lessons in gals. Have you ever looked into our Lord and Savior Cthulhu? Tom Cruise realizes that uh, Neil Strauss is a leader. He's a go-getter. He's pushing societies to new levels. He tries to recruit him for Scientology. It doesn't take over the rest of the book. But he invites Neil to like five different Scientology buildings over the next month. And Neil is like, I totally understand how I could be a cult leader. I am already leading my own cult, which is the game all these little kids look up to me. And if I didn't have this at this part of my life, if I was just still the BS writer, I probably would have fell... Beta to Tom Cruise. Neil Strauss is going, if I wasn't as macho as I have made myself to be now, then I probably would have fell victim to someone trying to take care of me, which is not good. Have some autonomy. Take action. So Neil is going, he cannot out-alpha male me. He has his church, I have mine. Neil has a legendary birthday party with mystery back in town. He hooks up with a porn star for the first time and the way he was able to do this was he was the center of attraction at the party so he's realizing the next level of the game is becoming what the people want like sex is in the women's control they have the pussy they have what everybody's going for but neil getting his clout to the next level he is becoming the object of desire and so wrapping up step seven here mystery has put together his master plan what is called project hollywood And this will be creating the lifestyle of hookup while building the man. And so they recruit Papa, another pickup artist in L.A. This guy is looking up mansions and houses. He finds a 10-bed mansion for $50,000 a month, a little too much. Papa is known for picking up Paris Hilton at a taco stand. He still has her number, exchanges texts from time to time. So they put him in charge of picking a house. And what Papa finds is Dean Martin and Eddie Griffin Comedians' Old Mansion. It's within walking distance of the Sunset Strip. It's only, only $35,000 a month. You got a fireplace, sunken dance floor, 30-foot ceilings, a bar. You can hold the seminars in there. Lemon trees in the backyard. You got a jacuzzi, pool, a deck. It's fucking gorgeous. This is a Playboy Mansion inhabited by men whose only prerogative is to hook up heaven plop puts his name on the lease and they have project hollywood underway step eight pump buying temperature it is the first night in the new mansion and this guy herbal makes some drinks they are chilling in the jacuzzi the pool to appreciate project hollywood and the first night is a night with no woman no approval seeking just to appreciate that they made a vision come true Herbal is a 22-year-old pickup artist from Austin, Texas. He's a really rich kid, and he just rents an office on the Sunset Boulevard. He sleeps there half the time. He made money through some shady casino app, and his family was involved in it too. So he's just like Papa's underling who has a lot of financial... He's the rich kid. This place is so popular that people are living in the backyard. Zanus was a Colorado ex-soccer player. And he was literally just pitching a tent. He would pick up girls on the strip and bring them back to a mansion. They're going, oh my god, I've never hooked up with a guy who owns a mansion before. And then he walks them in the backyard to a tent. (laughs) Arrest this man. So Papa hires a fifth roommate. They name him Playboy. And he's literally sleeping in Papa's closet. And what Papa starts is called Real Social Dynamics. This is like their own website, their online thing that they are going to run the hookup classes from. So Mystery and Herbal. Mystery is the talent. Herbal and Papa are the businessmen. They're acting like kids all day in the honeymoon phase of their business relationship. Playboy throws their first house party where over 500 people show up. Paris Hilton is promoting it. All the girls that they have been hooking up with for a year now are promoting it. And the word gets out. Everybody who's living in the mansion, all the other pickup artists in the community are posting about it online. Like, yo, this is next level. This is the future of how young men are going to live. And so chapters start popping up in San Fran and Sydney were the first two. And they're all called Project Sydney, Project San Francisco. And they're all connected online just talking about their friggin' debauchery. These are the good times in the house. They all just moved in. Herbal and Neil are hanging out. They're trying to get on a two hour sleep diet together, which is every four hours you take a 20 minute nap and then you just sleep two hours at night. And like they got 10 days into it, just hooking up and almost falling asleep during hookups. And (laughs) at this time, Neil was like, I've been so productive during these 10 days. I've gotten to MLTRs, which is, of course, multiple long term relationships. (laughs) He says he was in one point in ten multiple long-term relationships. Girls cringe. Neil's a wizard. And one time a girl did a drop-by at the mansion, tried to catch Neil having sex, which she very well did, but then she just joined in. There's a nice little three-way for Neil. And uh, Neil's, uh, he's at God tier now. He's going, your tip for the three-way is you always got to make the other girl the point of interest so you got to hype the other girl up the easiest way is going to be you know by bi- you are hooking up with a bisexual chick that wants to go to a club and pick up other girls fun time you have to paint the other girl like oh my god she's so hot isn't she wouldn't it be cool if we just like totally fooled around with her the two of us took advantage of her that is how you frame a three-way you don't just go ladies we're gonna fool around with this dick. not gonna happen crazy pull on that two-hour sleep diet Durden has been showing his face at the mansion a little bit more he starts rooming with Papa one of the like four guys living in his closet and the house is now stacked with the best pickup artists in the game at the time they are on just a whole new level they got girls swinging from the chandeliers they're having parties every weekend 90% of the water in the jacuzzi has come it's an absolutely dandy time in the mansion there it comes out, though, that when Durden has been hitting the Sunset Strip, he has been telling girls that he is style. He is using Neil's persona. He's saying, I am Neil Strauss. I'm an author. And Neil's like, what, what is this, man? We These aren't characters. We are actual people. This Durden dude is starting to cause a little bit too much mayhem. And so Durden and Papa and Herbal are going out. This is like the business side of the house. And none of these guys really have game. Durden, he says, I created my own pickup style. It's called style mogging, which is literally just picking a bunch of everybody's style. He's plagiarizing the game. And even worse, you have Papa and Herbal who are plagiarizing the mystery method and turning it into real social dynamics. So the seminars that they are running out of the house they are just taking all of mystery's tricks but pricing it way too high and doing the ross jeffrey bullshit saying here come here and watch a class at the house you're not going to get any in the field action but style and mystery no the only way you learn is through experience so things are starting to go bad in the house papa is hosting the five people in his room and neil finally calls him out because that was one of the rules it was like Stay in your room. Only people that live here can live here. Don't hook up with each other's chicks. And no girls can actually live here. And all of those rules were broken within the first month. And day by day, Durden is taking Neil's mannerisms, his hand gestures. He is taking Neil's soul. And for one of the lectures, one of the kids show up, and his name is Style Child, named after Neil. So he has legendary status on the online community, and people are coming to... The seminar is hoping to be exactly like him. Neil finally writes a hit piece in the group saying, guys, do not get too into this thing. Otherwise, you're going to become a social robot repeating scripts. You're not going to know yourself. And some of the people in the house were like, Neil, you're being an asshole. You're like overreacting to the success. Just shut up. There's a bunch of what they call mini papas running around the house, just interns of the business side. And this is when Neil meets Courtney Love, for the first time he meets her for a rolling stones interview and she has what pickup artists call a bitch shield so neil admits here that girls who have been in bars for decades at a time know the game they're not going to fall for stuff like this and courtney love has her bitch shield up she's not playing games she means business at the end of the meeting neil offers her some cocaine and he says that they had the opportunity to hook up but that would have broke his journalist code of ethic. Mm -hmm. Sure, Neil, this is where you draw the line. Uh, Maybe for the sake of their names. Sure, they never hooked up. But she starts coming around the mansion more. She'll play a bigger part. Neil also interviewed Britney Spears here, and she was just giving him one-word answers, like, why am I meeting with this scrawny writer who apparently is so good at hooking up with chicks? But Neil Strauss, number closes Britney Spears. Neil tells this whole story on Jimmy Kimmel, Britney Spears publicist was like oh she's never done that before but he's going the game works better on celebrities because they're sheltered it doesn't work on these people who have seen the game a million times and he was able to like get into Britney Spears head just like you probably feel so like such a loner so isolated because you're so famous and she's like oh my god people usually just suck up to me no one's actually psychoanalyzed me before number closes Britney Spears Neil's confidence is at an all-time high. Step nine, make a physical connection. You see how it's getting business. It's dividing the house apart and the good times the guys were trying to have. It really only took one girl to bring the whole house to its knees. There was this girl, Katya. Mystery met her at a Hollywood bar called The Star Shoes, and she lives with Mystery. She's just doing, like, horror makeup scenes for parties around the house. She's really become an integral part of the house, but she's just a batshit crazy sexy Russian. One of the first indicators that this was going too far, Mystery let her stay at the house while he was going to Las Vegas to do seminars that broke one of the cardinal rules. So she tries to start. Like she's a smart chick, this Katya chick. She's hot. She knows how to play her own social dynamics. She starts becoming a cook for the house, and she gets involved with Papa's workshops. So she's like putting eyeliners on guys before they go out sarging, telling all the guys how she loves Mister EO so much. But it seems like she has a bigger plan. Neil thinks. And so Mystery really likes this chick, but he's saying some weird shit to her at dinner. Like, instead of, I love you so much, I want to spend my life with you, he's going, I want to see that waitress eat you out so bad. (laughs) And Mystery's plan is always in action of the double wife. He wants this girl who's going to be okay with him either hooking up still or finding a second wife. Sister wives, baby. Maybe Mystery just needs to be Mormon. mystery has his own plan going katya has her own plan going mystery asks her to marry him he is a canadian she is a russian they do not have an anchor in the united states so they are literally living in asylum in project hollywood they only knew each other for three weeks at this point and now mystery the best pickup artist at the game for a period is married one night they're all out together mystery katya neil Mystery and Style are in the bathroom together, and Mystery's like, Pretty sweet routine, isn't it? And Neil's like, What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, The routine I'm doing on this chick, it's pretty cool, right? I asked her to marry me and everything. And Neil's like, What the fuck is happening? And apparently, they are both in on it. Perception is reality. We say it all the time on the show. Katya, she's not living in America, so she got all the social brownie points of being a newly engaged person and mystery gets to clean his slate when you get into a relationship all the girls that you've uh, hooked up with it's like oh that guy is uh he's good again <laughs> clear he's good to come in it's like some sort of fucking stupid stamp of approval that you're a changed person when you start to take on baggage mystery is resetting his clock and resetting his freaking green card in the united states with katya more on the neil side his courtney love rolling stones article just got published and he's just chasing her around their mansion in their underwear, having some real Scooby-Doo, Hugh Hefner montage scenes, having a good old time. Katya is pregnant, and Courtney tells her to keep it. Courtney Love is like, You're, this is Mystery's one child. It's meant to be. Keep it. But Mystery doesn't believe her. The apparent father, her husband, does not believe. He's going, this is probably just another one of her games. It winds up being very false because... Katya sleeps with Papa. These guys were not doing good business. They started out fun, but it started to get hostile. And now he just took our chick, his his wife. Mystery finds out about the cheating, and he goes into a slump like never before. Mystery is in his gold silk robe. He's running around breaking shit in the mansion. And this is where we were when the book started, ladies and gentlemen. Mystery is having his breakdown. His wife The one girl he thought he was going to save him from the game just cheated on him in Project Hollywood with one of his bros. Step 10. Blast last minute resistance. In hopes to better the house spirits, Miss Courtney Love calls for Lemonade Day. She goes out back, picks all the lemonade from the trees, and tries to bring all the boys together. So Neil interacts with uh, Durden at this party. And he has a real in-depth conversation and realizes that Durden is at the point that Neil was at being attracted to the fact that I'm going to swagger up into this club and I'm going to pick up a chick. That was getting Durden off, but even more so to the fact he, Neil is going, I think Durden's a misogynist. He saw how much women lie. Oh, I never do this. And how many times does never mean to you? And Neil is going, maybe the game maybe being in the mansion here has actually deflowered Durden maybe it's unnatural to see this much behind the curtains of the game so soon at this party there's a guy Maverick he's just one of the pickup artists who's been orbiting the house coming around for parties and he brings home this sack of potatoes they refer to as Gabby (laughs) how nice she's got a beautiful queen attitude but a lot of the guys in the house are have been around the block and they realize that she is a user or like a gold digger. It's probably easier to distinguish in L.A. Mystery is in a very fragile state and he is now hooking up with her. She is taking all kinds of advantage of Mystery. After the party the next day, the cleaning lady brings her nieces around, all the kids, some adolescents in this sex mansion. Actually brighten the attitude. It brought Mystery out of his funk. Being around soul-crushing adults all day can be soul-crushing. Who would have thought? Mystery starts reading some Indian Vedic texts, a little Buddhism. He's realizing that girls aren't everything. Whoa, it took you to go halfway around the world and thousands of women to realize that? And Mystery's like, I might as well just go study in India. (laughs) He's in the house of all the people that care about him reading the texts of God. And even God can't fill that gaping void inside of you, mystery. I'm sorry, you poor soul. Maybe mysteries like heydays were over. Maybe all good things do come to an end. Even more so, I mentioned it before, almost every girl that comes to the house, Neil is saying, goes up to him and is like, we've met before. I used to say this in college when a girl would come up to me and say, don't you remember my name? Oh, did we meet intoxicated in a hazy basement where you can't hear words and all the sweaty people look the same? Is that where we met? I'm sorry I didn't remember you because you're a special individual. People are so fucking entitled to think sharing a glance means you should be remembered. It's fucking delusional. And Neil is realizing you have to have a healthy dose of delusion to have a good time playing the game. So Neil needs to get out of the house for a little... Him and Herbal go to Texas to pick up the house limo that they were purchasing and they go out together. They needed Neil and Herbal needed to put this civil war to rest in the house and they do the own world theory together. They do that thing where they go out and just act like they're the only dudes in the club. The best looking guys having the most fun and they wind up attracting some women and they're like, what are we fucking cooped up in this mansion arguing for each other? The point is going out and having fun and attracting people to the fun. So it's pretty cool. It could still all come together when they get outside of all the bullshit. But one of the most frustrating things with the kids is that the younger guys, the Durdens, the Mavericks aren't realizing fantasy is better than reality. You know, it's like why these women like to build up these mental masturbation lives for themselves before they even know a person's name. It's like that makes you have a harder orgasm. I've been reading some of the books about how horny women are. Literally, they think about sex all fucking day, but they don't indulge the sexual thoughts like they just go into the relationship aspects. Whereas they say men think about sex every second, but we don't fucking sit there and think about it the rest of the day. You repress it and move on. King of repression out here. And so Neil and Herbal stop by Project Austin while they were down there, and they figure it is falling apart there as well. Interesting. But back on the home front in L.A. Project Hollywood, Katya, like, got some muscle man to threaten mystery, but he went psycho on the dude, like, butt his head into a concrete wall, scared the guy out. Katya finally leaves the mansion with her dog. That's going to take us to step 11, our final step And an aptly named one, Manage Expectations. Because it's not people that upset you. People are people. It's your expectations that you have for them. Mystery and Herbal. They realized we got to try to do something to bring some order to the house when we get back to L.A. And they set up a hearing in the house. They have like a giant. It's like every week in the fraternity, you would have 100 men together at chapter. You would think you could get something done. But it's just people fucking saying stupid things and people entertaining the stupid things people say. It's just like an office meeting. At the end of this entire house meeting, the only conclusion they were able to come to was that, all right, no more girlfriends in the house. Because it was Katya, the catalyst for the destruction of the house, and they're just going, okay, maybe if we just don't let anybody's girls here, everything will go back to normal. Nothing good lasts. You can never repeat. Neil makes a little bit of a speech. He's trying to say what he learned from all of this journey. The game was started to win women. This is why they built the house. But now it's men practicing amogging each other. (laughs) It definitely taught Neil how to be a leader. But this has nothing to do with going out, being boys, and hooking up anymore. So they leave the decision to a little house jury. Papa goes to Neil. Everyone looks up to you, man. This decision is going to be yours is mystery gonna have to stay or is he gonna have to go now so it's either gonna be mystery or papa real social dynamics or the mystery method neil goes i don't care what the jury says i know i have the most influence in the house because everyone looks up to me we're not gonna give anybody an ultimatum or are we (laughs) mystery has to get a girlfriend within two months otherwise we really don't want him around anymore was the idea and also, if mystery threatens anyone or breaks anything, then he's going to be the half of the house that's going to have to leave. But, you know, Papa already fucking extracted the mystery method and the teaching style from him and increased his price to $1,500 for a class. So Papa really doesn't need mystery anymore. That's why him and Herbal are like, get him out of the house. we fucking extracted our wealth. This isn't about people. This is about money and uh, conning women. Whereas mystery was looking for something real and teaching something real to people, and so there it's two month crunch time. Neil gives mystery the tough love that he probably needed to hear a while ago. He's like, these new pickup artists are taking your money. you are just sitting at home when you could be doing your lectures. Katya fucked you so hard that you stopped working toward your ultimate ninety minute illusionist show. He's not even he's not looking for money, he's not even looking at his passion anymore. This guy's depressed so neil gets out of the house again and he meets this lawyer that he met in the club one night he asks her out for drinks total average frustrated chump move bro you're asking a girl out for drinks you're above that and neil realizes when they go out he's like i cannot act normal i need to be trying to hit on women but they go out on the sunset strip and he realized it's all sarged out. He's seeing some other guys who've been in orbit of the house running sets on the streets. And some of the girls are like whispering over each other like those look like some pickup artist guys over there. The strip is literally sarged out. It's <laughs> people have ran way too much game on it. And so Neil might be falling in love or something gay over here. And Mystery is at home writing his move out piece online. He calls it Mystery's Lounge. And he's going, some things are just wrong. Project Hollywood isn't good for anyone. It's interesting. They didn't really get anything positive out of it. All of them did their growing in their online days and that beginning fun portion of the book on the road. In Mysteries Lounge, he said, most of the guys that move in benefit for a while then start to spoil. Just like anything in life, you have to know when it's your time to leave. So he says to get out of the rock bottom, you need a community where people listen and are helpful towards your goals, which is not Project Hollywood anymore. It is the real social dynamics mansion. So it is time to move on. Next month, Mystery moves out, and he posts from Toronto. And he's saying that he met his wife. He's saying he met a girl that he really likes, and she is so classy that he is not going to share any details. And it was some chick that he met from a Chicago seminar that he went to go check out. So she was vetted, someone he knew from the past. This is not some rushed Katya marriage. Neil was still trying to get to the bottom of Mystery, which you will not. He is a mystery. So Mystery brought his girl eventually to the mansion before Neil moves out. And they have a big old dinner as Mystery professes his love. And Neil has been going on dates with Lisa, this lawyer chick. And he finally runs out of material with her. They've been going out a lot. So he's not doing cold readings on her or magic tricks. He actually has to be himself. And he winds up telling her, you're my one-itis, babe. (laughs) She's the one that he thinks is special. And so Durden has been kind of examining Neil's relationship and is (laughs) realizing that the relationship muscle is completely different From the pickup of the cardio rhythm of the game. And so Neil actually takes Durden surfing with him and Lisa. For the first time in months he realized Durden didn't talk about game theory. And when he went home he wrote an online post about how he had such a great day and it had nothing to do with women. And in that post he wound up slandering Neil a little bit. So he's still a slimy cunt after two years in the house. But he's starting to learn a little bit that there's more than the game when you master it. So before Mystery leaves, he says me and my girl are going to take a ride to Las Vegas, check out Project Las Vegas, see how it's hanging. Apparently it was burning to the ground, so Mystery is like, you know, where there's a problem, there's an opportunity. I'm going to go there and try to make some money off of fixing it. He's got his motivation back, and maybe with his new girlfriend traveling around, being in Las Vegas, the magic capital of the world, he's on his way there to make it work out. Also before Neil, you got Extra Mask and Playboy, a couple more of the originals moving out of the mansion. They realized that Papa was trying to freeze them out, like fuck up their finances and get them out of the house just so he could have more of his minions in there. Maverick and Dreamweaver bounce, thinking everybody was a routine. It wasn't the mansion that they first moved into. And one of the only guys that was there from the beginning when Neil started, it was all just Papa's little interns, was Durden. And Neil thinks he finally realizes that this little kid, Tyler Durden, he was such a vacuum of information. He was never really motivated by the girls here in the game. He was motivated by the acquisition of power. He wanted to corporatize real social dynamics. And you need people like that. But these are the scariest people when it comes to the game. Because he really didn't have a personality. He was just doing it for the power. And that's some creepy shit. He's not, he probably didn't even get off. Also, before Neil leaves, Neil having taught seminars of his own, he's going, These classes that Papa's putting out, the social dynamics, are just built for better online reviews. These are not mysteries games out in the wild actually working. It's not a real experience anymore. It's unfortunately a commercialized hookup culture they have started. Even Herbal ditches Papa. He moves back to Austin with (laughs) Katya. And Neil realizes he has graduated from the house. It is time for a next generation. The next generation that he realizes does not even surge as much. They're just staying in and playing Fortnite. It's their turn to have it. Neil is out of the mansion. He is done with Project Hollywood. He runs into Tom Cruise with his girlfriend, Lisa. Introduces Lisa to Tom Cruise. And Tom is like, beautiful girl, beautiful girl you got here, Neil. Wasn't all that hookup stuff kind of just like filling up a bucket with a hole in it, cheesy Tom Cruise thing to say, and he capped it off with, It isn't crazy to want to be loved. And so, of course, this is something that Neil learned throughout the game and throughout the house. The entire journey of meeting different teachers showed him that. The other knowledge that the people have, it's been inside of you all along. They're basically just giving you the authority to go out with some confidence. And that's what you need. That's the most important thing that a teacher could ever give you. So the name of the chapter is pretty poetic. Manage your expectations because that is the only thing that will let you down. Although the house fell apart, Neil had some glory days. And most importantly, he learned a skill and grew his confidence. So to win the game, you have to leave the game. Real life was beckoning. You cannot go out on top and leave... You cannot leave the WWE with the belt. You have to give the belt to the next guy. And so Neil left the legend as Ross Jeffrey should have. He goes on to write better books, bigger Netflix documentaries, Kevin Hart autobiographies with these amazing hookup stories under his belt. I want to thank you very much, Neil Strauss. This has been one of my favorite books, one of my favorite episodes for sure. And thank you listeners for staying through the month of love we have here. Our mid-month book is going to be an absolute banger, ladies and gentlemen. We have The Science Delusion by Curtis White. Do not get your panties in a bunch. I have caught plenty of flack in the past. November was bad in particular. I was talking shit on Greta Thunderberg. With this book, The Science Delusion, we are going to be able to dismantle her entire argument. This book is about how science is the new religion. We are going to learn how to double-check who is funding studies once again. We are going to learn regurgitating facts is not is not science, bro. You have to think independently and take a hypothesis to a conclusion and follow the money. It's going to be a very interesting read. I'm going to put up some more defense for myself. Even two weeks ago, I was toughing it out with about how she won uh, Time's Person of the Year, along with Hitler in 38. I am going to show you behind the veil of the propaganda in just two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. If you are completely outraged, I would think you already have tuned out of the show. But <laughs> for those who are brave enough to hear all the ideas to the end, thank you very much. In March, we are going to be swinging to the opposite side of the pendulum for Women's Month, that is going to be an awesome way to uh, get my karma back online, a little more yang to the yin of the show. we appreciate some women for your special month. But for now, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm your host, Nick Muniz. I will see you in just two weeks for another great time. Peace. Self-destruct sequence activated.